here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 106.6 FM in Mangaung. So we've been hearing this and we heard this even yesterday, uh, the announcement that the city of Cape Town has signed uh, signed employment contracts for 500 learner law enforcement officers as part of their latest efforts to clamp down on crime. It's not the first time we're hearing this. What we are just doing now is to expand on that conversation. Now, MEC Albert Fritz is on the line with us this afternoon. afternoon. I beg your pardon, MEC. Uh, Welcome to the show and hello. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I, I suppose it says a lot about my day. It's been quite long. Let, let's just, <laughs> MEC, just, just give us a sense. I know that we've had on this platform, we've also spoken to a little bit, Maschaba spoken uh, yesterday to some of your officials as well. Let's just drill down a little bit in what exactly it is that we're hoping that these officials will do different to what the army was meant to be doing in Cape Town. Yeah. So I think an important point firstly to say, is that this is in preparation of when the army is leaving at the end of March, that we have another force multiplier. Remember, the army served as a force multiplier um, to support the South African police services in the execution of their duties to keep this province in the Western Cape safer, to make it safer. The focus was specifically on those hot spots, those gang areas where people are living under fear where the, the vision of Nelson Mandela when he was free, um, you know, doesn't mean anything to them. Their freedom doesn't mean anything. You know, and it is that point of departure that we are emphasizing um, and linking our assistance to the city to give the city uh, the budgetary um, kind of provision to appoint, uh, to have appointed the first train and appoint the first 500. And by July the 1st, we want another 500 train. And uh, we want to say, working with the South African Police Service, they remember, deployed in December 1,151 um, new recruits. So it's all a force multiplier so that people can see and that visible policing is a reality in our townships also. We can see that it's policing and good policing only needs a certain part of the city. No, it's for everyone. And that I think is I mean, I get the fact that this is welcome by yourselves because you have been for many, many years uh, requesting that you are you're given more law enforcement, uh, police officers on the ground and so on. This has been a concern for yourselves. The army coming into Cape Town. We, we've been hearing all sorts of things, especially in the beginning, where they, they seem to be playing this cat and mouse game with the gangs. Are you satisfied that the bringing in the army was worth your while as a city of Cape Town? I, I think we must also say, and by the way, I'm speaking as a province, not as the city of Cape Town, but we have an agreement, the MOU with them. So, um, and I also have oversight over the, the city of Cape Town and their police force. So, MEC, let me, let me then, on that specific point, then let me ask you that is this a deployment for the city of Cape Town only, or are the 500 going to be spread out to all of the Western Cape? Yeah, no, the initial group will only be for the city of Cape Town. Okay. We are having other agreements with all the other district municipalities. Remember the president's call for a, a joint district planning. So we have a safety agreements and safety plans with every single district municipality. There are five. But we're also going to uh, carry out and implement similar boots on the ground, um, you know, um, power, person's power to assist them in their law enforcement. And so it's a whole, but in this, this specific 500 and the next one 500 that will come on the 1st of July. 
are specifically for the metro, the gang hotspots. We need to half the murder rate. We need to eliminate the murder rate. We need to really deal with the killings on, you know, in many of our townships. And people feel so hopeless that they don't know what to do anymore. So I think that's the whole purpose of it. And I want to also say, together with all of that, we have the crime prevention program going on. The Department of Social Development, the job creation for young people so that they have and feel valued and know that they can get a job. The sports and culture program, the recreation programs after school, all of that continues to roll out. And in fact, they must come in a crowd to our next safety meeting on the 19th, the safety cabinet meeting on the 19th of February. What have they done in the crime prevention space so that we don't always lock people up, but we see how can you change a, a young man's life into a life of positivity and a life of constructive contribution? But, but, but MEC, all these interventions, I mean, they, they sound fantastic. And, and as we've just been spe- speaking about the army, are they yes. yielding results? You are still responding to whether yes. you yes. are seeing yes. the results from the army's intervention. Yes. And I think that's a very important question because we have seen and some people wouldn't want to notice, but the evidence shows that there was a huge reduction. Give us the stats. In, give us the stats so that we know what huge means. I don't know. I can't, I can't give you exactly. I don't know. I'm not at the office, but there was a reduction and a stabilization with the army assisting the police um, when they were deployed to, to Cape Town. I can tell you there was a time when our stats over weekends were literally up to 50, 40, 50 people killed. That came down dramatically. But, but MEC, those stats, back. from my, my recollection, those stats were, were while, the, while the army was there. No, yeah, no, that's when the army started coming in. But I'm talking about over a period. You know, we must normally do it over a period. And I can tell you now, at the end, let me just say to you, the Christmas stats. There was almost no killings over the Christmas period. It was all before Christmas. Over the big days when they all thought there was going to be no killing. What's important, though, what's important, though, though, MEC, comparatively, and this is why stats are important. Sure, in in maybe the the Christmas period it was quiet. Perhaps it's always quiet in the Christmas period. I don't know. Maybe gangsters go on holiday. Is that the trend? I don't know. No, it's not the trend, and that's the point. um, And I'm you know I'm really saying it in a constructive way. uh, let me also just give you another thing that everyone thought the spice was going to happen was after the murder of, of Stachy, Rafid Stachy. It didn't happen. And I'm not saying, I'm not necessarily also just attributing it to the presence of the army, but I want to say that did play an important Yes, MEC, in the same breath that you're celebrating that there were no murders uh, around Stachy's death, we don't have arrests either, do we? We don't have arrests. Arrests. Oh, that and that's the one thing that we're constantly talking to the the, uh, the police force about is to get our arrest uh, properly. But oh, when you arrest people, also collect properly the evidence so that you can convict them. And I think that's part of the whole criminal justice chain and system and pipeline that we're talking to. So we're not just talking about the police. We're talking about the national prosecuting authority. We're talking about the prisons releasing. People on parole without notifying the communities, and they come out of the murder. In fact, we just have a suspect now, a case where a child has appeared, and a parole is also gone, and everyone thinks that we have kidnapped the girl. So we're busy looking for this young girl of 12 years old that is missing, gone missing. MEC, your, your line is not doing great. So let's talk about the, the program. As you said, the army is about to leave. You've got these young people yes. coming in, 500 of them. 
what what is it that they're going to do different to what the army uh, so was doing? What, what, so what, what will they also, let me, let us, so a lot of lessons we've learned previously from a similar deployment um, of you know of these young law enforcement um, officers and an area like Pontiable. We have seen the minute we deployed a hundred of those young people to Pontiable, and that's the Bishop Blavis Police Precinct. We saw a massive reduction in murder. In fact, there were a couple of months where there were no murders. Just from their visibility and, uh, you know, their physical visibility. And so one of the kind um, kind of um, objectives in their work, um, your functions won't be for them uh, to be deployed. At this point, we're looking at Gulf. We're looking at Kailitsha um, and specifically site um, the place called Town 2. And then the Philippi Hanover Park area that we're looking, and we want to get that right. Because what our stats are telling us is that there, there's where the highest number of murders are from Thursday to Sunday. What are um, we going to do? What are we going to do, MEC, around the perception that we, we've known over the past that uh, gangsters don't work alone, gangsters always work with, uh, with police enforcement people? Where, where, where do these young people come from? Are they from the same community? Do you get them from different provinces? Where, where do these no. young people come from? Yes, no, they come from our communities. Most of them are graduates of the Chrysalis Youth Academy. A lot of them are uh, graduates of the Chrysalis Academy. You know, Everyone will tell you how great the Crescilis Youth Academy is and how life-changing it is to a young person after you've gone on a three-month residential program there. And yes, that's a challenge. That's one of the issues that they've been addressed very, very seriously about in the training. Um, the challenge is always to get corrupted. And, and we must have our oversight and our command structure so strong that that uh, will not happen. And I want to tell you, there's a very strong command structure in place to be role models to those youngsters, to be guided to the youngsters feel threatened by gangs or whatever, to be able to come to the commander and um, you know, also to get psychosocial support. That's a very important part of it because we need to make sure that the psychological state of our law enforcement officers uh, will be in a good state. And so we're working with, as I said, with all our different departments, assisting and building up strong character in every single individual um, law enforcement officer, women and men are involved in this project. So we're very, very, very excited about it. All right, MEC, thank you so much for making the time to talk to us. MEC Albert Fritz there on the line. And as we thanks very much for making the time to talk to us as we discuss the 500 young law enforcement deployed in the city of Cape Town. He says that they'll have another 500 coming in at the 1st of July to try and assist. And this is anticipation of the army moving out sometime in March. Are you convinced? Are you convinced that all these so-called interventions are going to work, particularly for the for those of you who live in Cape Town? Are you convinced that this is working? I asked the MEC, where are the stats that things are getting better? He says he doesn't have them in front of him. He mentioned stats that I know for sure uh, were stats that actually um, were around the time when the army was there. So I don't know. Unless we have stats that we can look at to see whether things are really better, being told that things are better, especially when I'm sitting in Johannesburg, doesn't quite do anything for me. I want to know if you are in Cape Town, do you feel safer living in Cape Town in the hotspots, a gangster hotspots? Do you think the spaces are safer since the army has come in? 891 104